The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This podcast is brought to you by Dragon Shield. Use code PLAYTOWIN5 at the affiliate link down below for 5% off to help support the show. Welcome to the Play to Win podcast, where we talk about winning in CEDH. I'm Cam. I'm Dylan. Hi, I am Demon of Rosgreaves. And today we are joined by our patron, Demon of Rosgreaves, who has been a patron at the $100 level for a year, so we're happy to have them here to talk about their deck, Timnit and Tana. And Demon, you won a local tournament with this deck too, right? Yes, I did. Now... It was a it was a fairly small tournament. I did get a very snazzy uh, snazzy deck box. Shout out to the to the PDX Discord uh, for setting up that event. It was it was a lot of fun. Oh, that's awesome! Hell yeah, that's great. Congrats on that. Give me like a brief summary about this Tim Natana deck that you have here, Demon. I lovingly call this deck a more mid range than Turbo Turbonaz. This is a this is a Sans Blue. Uh, Turbonaz variant of the Tim Nantana partner pairing is my favorite commander pairing in the format. And one of the questions I wanted to answer was, how do I make Tana useful? And the answer that I ended up arriving at was, let's go faster. Yeah, that's fair enough. I have played a handful of Tim Nantana games. Blood Pot is one of my favorite decks of all time. But for me, I'm doing something a little bit different than I think you're doing in this list. With me, I'm trying to slow the game down, but that does not seem like what you're trying to do in your version of Tim Nantana. Correct. This version is looking to get as much value as possible to win the game through a few different lines. Most notably, we have the Witherbloom Chain of Smog lines, Twin uh, twin Flame Dual Caster, and we have a couple Dockside Loops. Cool. Yeah, I noticed the Dockside Loops. That's kind of interesting because uh, when we have Tim Nantana, we don't have an outlet in the command zone. So if you're comboing Dockside with Team or Sabretooth for infinite treasure, what are we going through next? We need another piece, right, to actually close it out? Right. And so what we have for the outlets of, of those uh, Dockside Loops are twofold. We have a Mayhem Double and we have Orcish Bowmaster. Yeah, dude, Orcish Ooh. Bowmaster being a great new include for stuff like this, because if you want to, you can, once you have that infinite treasure, you can just flicker the Orcish Bowmaster over and over again, and, and that's a win right there. You shoot everyone once it enters. Yeah, it works with Team or Sabretooth as well. You can keep bouncing it and recasting it over and over again, too. And the Mayhem Devil working with the sacrifice triggers, too. Every time that you crack the treasures, you get to ping the table. So uh, I think they work out very nicely. And did I see you a finale of Devastation in this list, too? This list is on both Finale of Devastation and Invasion of Ikoria. We're on both of the uh, X green green creature tutors. Nice. So you do have a bunch of different ways that you can assemble infinite mana and then actually be able to use it too. That works out nicely. Yeah. Beseech the Mirror is another cool one. You said you were talking about trying to make Tana good. Beseech the Mirror is pretty good because if I remember correctly, you can bargain away a token, right? Is that yeah. right? Yes. Any token, which means a sapperling token that Tana makes. Correct. Because Tana is able to make sapperlings equal to the amount of damage she can do it's easy bargain fodder yeah i love that um and also like notably uh on my version i'm not playing ad nauseum obviously my version is not even we shouldn't even consider them the same version my tim natana versus your tim natana because this is a completely different deck but you're on ad nauseum you're trying to go fast with this deck right yes that is that is the overall game plan is to go fast but this deck can grind out a game until it can assemble a win 
ad nauseum just one of the best cards in the entire format yeah <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> yeah definitely um i've played a lot of ad nauseum in this col in this color combination the samus blue color combination and it is one of my favorite things to be able to do because not only do you get the speed of the traditional jund ad nauseums but you also get the power of the silence effects that come along in white too so you're really getting like with the exception of intuition all of the best things to be doing in ad nauseum decks yeah i kind of honestly look at it like it's closer to a blue f it's closer to a blue farm than it is a blood pod this deck is closer mm -hmm. to trying to be doing mid-range ad nauseum stuff and just instead of the blue cards you have green cards it's it's closer to that i think is, is, that, is that fair to say demon oh i love how you brought up blue farm because when i was originally putting this deck together i was calling it blood farm Okay. Yeah. Oh, I like yeah. that. Yeah. Because a lot, of, it does seem like there's a lot of overlap there, where you're just trying to do mid-range ad nauseum stuff, and then instead of the Thassa's Oracle line, you have the Witherbloom line, which is a little bit riskier, I guess. But you have the white spells. You have Veil of Summer as additional backup that you can cast before you discard your hand for any of those win lines, and you have other safer win lines too. I mean, you have 23 creatures too, so you're really going to be able to get in with Timna as well. Also, uh, for the card advantage engines for this deck, it's not just on Ad Nauseum. It's also on the One Ring, which has proven very useful, even in a tournament setting. It utilizes Grinding Station with Underworld Breach, with Lion's Eye Diamond, and Wheel of Fortune loops as well. So we have a myriad of ways to get to the pieces we need. And we have all the tutors in the four color combo. Yeah, that was the one. The first thing that I noticed when I looked at this deck is you have a lot of win conditions. And in this type of deck, I really like that is you can just there's so much redundancy. There's so much overlap and there's just so many different ways you can win the game. Tutors are great and you have a ton of tutors, but sometimes tutors take time. You have to spend the mana on the tutor and then spend the mana on the thing that the tutor gets. But when you have a whole bunch of win conditions in your deck, there's a better chance that some of them are just going to line up sometime, especially if you're drawing big chunks of cards through stuff like like ad nauseum and a lot of these decks that don't have counter spells need to be able to keep presenting wins turn after turn after turn otherwise you just end up sitting there not doing much like at least you have timna to be able to draw but you really got to be able to present a win immediately after another win that might have gotten stopped i agree definitely so we've talked about the win conditions we've talked about how to get there one card that i think we need to make a special note of is culling ritual because i feel like this is one of the best cards in this deck yeah really culling ritual is just one of the probably the best Golgari card in all of CEDH right now. This is including the likes of Abrupt Decay, um, Assassin's Trophy, which is a little less played. Uh, Culling Ritual just gets through so much and gives you so much mana that it is almost impossible to not win if it resolves. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. And I like that. I know you've told me before that your list leans into Tana a lot more too. So if you're able to make a couple of Sapper leans, like that can really help pump this up. But tell me a little bit more about how you're trying to build around Tana a little bit more to make it more of a useful partner, more like a blue farm. Right. Okay. Looking through part of the decks, we have... Uh, cards that synergize better with uh, sacrificing things to gain advantage. We're on cards like Eldritch Evolution, which is in most green decks because Eldritch Evolution is just a really good card. We have Culling the Week to actually help turbo out Ad Nauseum. This is supposed to be an Ad Nauseum deck. Uh, we have Phyraxian Tower just as a way to make a couple black pips if we need to cast oh say maybe a cabal ritual so we can go into ad nauseum we're all and of course the aforementioned beseech the mirror 
Beseech the Beseech the Mirror sacking a Sapperling becomes any four CMC spell in the deck. Yeah, Beseech the Mirror is a card that I think is seeing a lot more play recently, and I'm excited to see what else this card can do because just it seems very versatile. The three black pips can be a little bit troublesome, I have noticed. At least when I was playing it in Tivit, that was one thing that I had a little bit of an issue with. But there are plenty of other cards that are three pips that are good enough to see play, and I, I think this one will be one, especially with all the rituals that you have. It gets yeah. a little bit easier to cast as well. Tivit's not playing like Cabal Ritual or Calling the Week right, either, yeah. so like you have a lot of extra ways to just short burst black man and be able to use that a lot better. Tivit doesn't play calling ritual either. So right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Imagine if Tivit could. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then removal. In these colors, we get really good removal. Even though we don't have the blue bounce spells, um, you have access to things like Force of Vigor, which I see in your list, which I think is a great include that I always try to include in these types of decks. But you also are playing Dismember, which is really cool. Deadly Rollick, which is another one that maybe doesn't always see play, but I've been seeing a lot more play recently. I really like Deadly Rollick. When I played this color combination in Fast Ad Naws, I couldn't play Deadly Rollick. I was playing Ikra Bruise, and uh, I snoozed and I lost. It was not great. Uh, <laughs> but I, I really like that you have card advantage in the command zone and that you have a significantly cheaper commander to make Deflecting Swat and Deadly Rollick significantly more potable, especially in a meta that's much more creature-reliant, too. Yeah, What do you? how do you feel about the removal of Axis to with this deck i believe the interaction suite uh does what it needs to do there are some areas where it does fall short certain artifact removal can be a little bit of a pain this this list does lean a little bit heavier towards the creature removal for artifact removal we do have the abrupt decay the culling ritual the force of vigor we can also put Beseju in there as a means of removing uh troublesome artifacts and enchantments most notably graph digger's cage yeah oh interesting yeah yeah graph digger's cage seems like an issue when your lines are underworld breach or utilizing green tutors or beseech the mirror to get something into play a lot of the times that makes it, or i know i guess beseech the mirror puts it on the stack so or does it exiles it face down and then you can cast it and then how does graph digger's cage work uh you can't cast things from your library so, so i think so beseech, beseech the works mirror, out but each guys go around uh graph digger's cage but the green tutors don't yeah beseech the mirror gets around it but the eldritch evolution the invasion of icoria the finale devastation they do not yeah graph digger's cage will forever be a powerful card i think the only thing that's holding graph digger's cage back is that so many decks also fold to graph digger's <laughs> cage so they don't want to play it. yeah exactly <laughs> Um, and I know we've been talking about this being a more mid-rangey list, and when you look at your creature suite, I can definitely tell. There's a lot of really good advantage engines that you have here. Lotho's one that I never really got to play in this color combination, but seems like the perfect thing to to be doing here, too. Um, and I really like the new include of Cutsil as well. Have you got to play a lot of Cutsil yet? Cutsil has not seen its way into my hand a lot of the time. In game, I've goldfished and it's shown up more often goldfishing than in actual games. When it does hit the board, it does kind of, it does pretty much do what it's supposed to do. It locks out locks out of my opponents from doing most actions that they would want to take in order to interrupt uh, a win attempt. Doesn't seem like there's a ton of ways to turn the card draw part on in this particular deck. It's just kind of acting as like another grand abolisher here, though, basically, right? Pretty much, yes. Which can which can be enough. That can be enough. If you're especially in Sans Blue, I think reaching towards more of those effects is a great place to go. Yeah, I think that's still really good. And then you have some other staples, Dothy Voidwalker, Dranith Magistrate, Ragavan, just good creatures, Orcish Bowmaster, things like that. Opposition Agent, Ranger Captain, 
is there much to say about these? These are just the best cards in these colors, and we're playing them because they're good, right? That's pretty much it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, there's an endurance in here too. I like just having a way to be able to deal with Thassa's Oracle as well. Um, outside of your Pyroblast and your Red Blast, you have this way uh, to be able to get that value or be able to hit someone's like Underworld Breach win condition too. I have recently actually, I've I, I shamefully been cutting endurance a little bit. Maybe I shouldn't be. Maybe I'm gonna. I should start losing to a fast circle some more and and feel like I need to put that card in. But I have just for some reason decided that I, I have I'm not so hot on endurance lately. But um, you seem like you like it here, and I, I think it's definitely a great option a lot of the time. Just for me, I'm off it right now. I don't know. And you got 26 lands. I think your your mana base looks great. Uh, you, you mentioned the Phyrexian Tower being like a, a big source of mana for you too and it's just another soul land another land that makes two mana which is exceptionally helpful when you are trying to power out and ad nauseum and what's nice about your mana you get to play very few lands only 26 when i'm playing tim natana i'm playing 30 lands but you're also playing a lot more fast artifact mana in this list than i am obviously so you get to go a lot faster than i do which obviously makes your grinding station really good also grinding station working with the one ring is kind of nice oh, if true. your one ring life can get so high eventually you can sack it to grinding station that's pretty good so i like the artifact package that you have here as well originally when i was putting this deck together i was on 28 then i cut it down to 27 and then i um i was working with a rog player in my in my local play group asking him how i could tune the deck a little bit further this list is a lot different from the list that was actually uh, shown on the channel before a lot of that was due to a couple of the comments that Tyler did make, which made me look at uh, look at the deck, and say, okay, how can I make this do its job better? And so I got in touch with my local uh, Rogsai player, and he and I were able to cut it down to twenty six. I think that the natural next step, if you are trying to be faster, is to look towards like the fastest deck in the format and say, what can I do that's going to be similar to what they're doing? And I think that 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 really does show. And I guess we should have said before too, like this deck has been on the channel. Both me and Tyler have played your list now, um, and it's certainly uh, evolved a bunch. So it is really cool to see it, it grow and you know fill out its shell even better yeah and what's nice about the low land count in this deck as opposed to rock side if for some reason you are stopped but you still get to have that timna out timna can help you continue to hit your land drops even though you have a low land count so it allows you to have extra gas in your deck while still being able to progress your state which is, is pretty great i feel like we talked about let me just take a quick pause we talked about win conditions we talked about removal we talked about tutors briefly we talked about mid-range pieces. I have some other like post questions. Are there any other specific cards that you want to highlight? I would like to point out that the deck is only on five mana dorks. Yes. And Ooh, yeah, yes. so that definitely seems like it is a nod to Orcish Bowmaster. Is that correct? Or are you just trying to go faster than mana dorks will allow? Actually, yeah, the, the issue here is twofold. Mana dorks take a turn to set up. Um, this deck is notably not on Tyvar, so there's no... Uh, pseudo haste to get the extra mana going and also orcish bowmaster is probably is one of the most played cards in the format currently and most mana dorks just say oh there's an orcish bowmaster i guess i'm dead yeah i and i know this pain all too well especially as a timna player they're more often than that when that timna trigger is on the stack they're going to flash in the bowmaster shoot the timna with the first trigger and then once you draw shoot it with the second one so you're already kind of weak to orcish bowmaster on top of that to have extra mana dorks is definitely a feel bad. I've been shaving them as well in all of my green decks, and especially my Timna green decks for that reason too. Uh, however, a card that I am putting in, or that I have put in the deck to kind of help counteract that is the Gaia's Cradle 
due to how Tana is able to help create those saplings, which gives us more mana through the guy's cradle. Yeah, and I did see that you were on crop rotation as well, and just giving yourself two Gaia's cradles for your deck is just a great way to be able to help churn through a lot of mana. Yeah, if you flood the board with one ones, eventually the Orcish Bowmaster isn't going to be able to ping them all. So that's, that's true. A good yeah. way to go. <laughs> Other cards in this list are basically kind of stock standard for a faster uh, red deck. We have the Rite of Flame. We have the Jessica's Will. We do have Jeweled Lotus to help get either Tinna or Tana out a little bit faster. Yeah, I think that's definitely great, especially when you're playing things like Deflecting Swat and, and uh, Deadly Rollick and stuff like that. So extra ways to have your commanders have, turn those spells on is, is going to be great. And interesting, you did say that you're more in the Golgari colors too, because um, I was just thinking about that. Yeah, you are more green and black, 27% black and 26% green. So I did notice the inclusion of Elvish Spirit Guide and no Simeon Spirit Guide, which I think makes a lot more sense in your deck. You're much more heavy on two pips for Eldritch Evolution, two pips for Finale of Devastation, two pips for that Battle of Ikoria, Invasion of Ikoria. So I, I like that a lot. Yeah, and actually, uh, Simeon Spear Guy was actually taking out to put it to make room for Kutzel. Oh, oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, just a little extra protection over that little bit of speed. One card I do want to put attention towards is the Final Fortune in the list. One of the best things you can do after casting an ad nauseum is just being able to untap with all of the mana. Hell yeah. Yeah, definitely. Sometimes it's just enough extra stuff, especially with you in a green base deck where you can have a couple extra lands, where you have a Gaia's Cradle, where untapped Final Final Fortune allows you to untap that Gaia's Cradle, which means now you have an extra six or seven mana or something. The ceiling is much higher with some of the stuff that you're doing in this deck with Final Fortune, I think. And in the Jun-based Adnaz decks, Final Fortune can be a lot more scary because then you're going into like a completely unprotected turn and there's still a lot of interaction that can happen to you there. But what's super nice is that you're you still play white. You have access to like the silences that we've talked about already. So just more protected final fortune turns is something that I'm a lot more interested in. Yeah, grand abolish your final fortune is going to be a pretty good play a lot of the time because that's all final fortune. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. Nice. So you're protecting the final fortune. Then when you go to your next turn, you'll also still be protected. Cool. What cards have you cut recently? Like, what are some of the other changes that you made recently to upgrade this? Blessed. I was also on Wild Growth and Carpet of Flowers. Um, I had taken those out for Mayhem Devil and Teamer Sabretooth. I feel like the deck already has more than enough ability to ramp out a bunch of mana. This is when I was uh, playing around with the idea of adding Dockside Loops and Payoffs for those. And then one final, uh, one final change I made, cutting out Entomb for Emil the Blessed. Interesting. Yeah. So what was Entomb getting before? Was it just like helpful for Underworld Breach or were you doing something else with it? It was mostly for Underworld Breach, just finding a way to get get to the LED or whatever win con I might need. Got it. Yeah. And then I definitely like the cut then. If it's just, if it only works with the Underworld Breach, I understand why you made the cut for it then. Find something else. Carpet of Flowers makes a lot of, and Wild Growth, I think make a lot of sense too. They're usually some of the last pieces of ramp that i've been putting into decks more recently so i can see why if you're going in a different direction they don't fit anymore yeah when you're four colors i feel like you have a lot of extra options things like lotho has been helpful so you yeah. can put carpet of flowers i'm putting carpet of flowers more in like two color decks more recently I yeah think. me too um this, we've just been getting a lot of more options wild growth making only green is also a little bit of a bummer too you, you do want the extra green but yeah it's just it's, it's yeah. not as great i did click on your considering section here and there's a couple other cards i wanted to ask about too court of calling and eternal witness what do you think it would take for you to want to consider these with the dockside loops 
I was actually kind of toying with the idea of utilizing that infinite mana for finale devastation loops. And a decent way to get to that would be something like quarter calling to get to the eternal witness and then just start eternal witness looping uh, finale devastation. Okay, fair. Oh, what, okay. what was your reason for eventually cutting it? Um, I never actually put it in the deck. I decided against it because I already have two really good payoffs for Dockside Loops. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, the Mayhem Devil and the Orcish Bowmaster pretty much includes anyway. So, it's, I and feel you already like- have the finale of devastation, so that alone can just be what finishes the game, right? Yeah. And then, so Eternal Witness, that was just part of that whole package, and that's just not. An effect that you that you thought you needed then? Pretty much. It was a different route to pay off infinite mana through Dockside. I think that makes a lot of sense, too. I really only will use Eternal Winters if I am trying to do, like, a an infinite Dockside loop. Um, I kind of like it in Kenrith because, like, I can reanimate it, but that's really the only other reason. So I can understand why, like, this effect, effect is just too expensive a lot of the time to want to be included in your deck the cloudstone curio was there as a as a third piece to potentially loop dockside got it you're using ad nauseum the average mana value without ad nauseum is 1.36 he got a really solid curve especially because um there are a couple of things we've talked about that are three and four mana but that is still a very low number to have that's right in a good ad nauseum sweet spot so um i i think this list is built nicely should we go over some test hands? All right, well, then let me read you a couple cards. We got Polluted Delta. We got a Bayou. We got Besaju, Soul Ring, Red Elemental Blast, Elves of Deep Shadow, and Elvish Spirit Guide. I do not like this hand. I was uh, kind of thinking the same thing. This hand is so yeah. mana flooded and does not do anything with the mana. This, at best, this is a turn two Tidna or Tana. And then a turn three, the other one, I think that is just a little bit too slow. Yeah, I think that's a trap. I think this hand is more of a trap hand. Like, it looks like that could be something, but that's not good enough of a plan when you know what this deck is capable of. Yeah, turn one, Soul Ring or Mana Dork, or both. It does seem like it should be good, but I agree that this deck needs a plan. You need, at least in your first or second seven, you either need a tutor or an Adnaz or some way to say, this is how I could win the game, through this line, through these measures. And yeah, I don't think this is quite enough. But it's close. It's maybe close. It's maybe close. Yeah. If you had one more piece of action, one more piece of relevancy in place to some another land or something, I would say maybe. But uh, yeah, but I, I just not not quite there. Not in the first seven. I would say let's go to our second seven. All right. So second seven here is Plateau, Ranger Captain of Eos, Imperial Seal, Delighted Halfling, Birds of Paradise, Lotho, and Eladomri's Call. Man, I feel like this one is. Just shame. so taunting me. Yeah, we have we have one mana that is very incompatible with everything else in the hand. This is pr- this is a very fast ship. We're going. Yeah, to it's six. unfortunate. Oh, we were going to draw Besaju, but yeah, yeah if, we, if we had a green source, especially a second land in a green source, I think this hand is great. We have an Imperial Seal, so we have some action. We have a plan. Lotho and birds for mana. Uh, Ranger Captain for protection and more card draw. Hell, Diamond's called like this would be. It's it's a very close hand. Um, but yeah, not having green, got to ship out. No, six. yeah, you swap out that plateau for an overgrown tomb, and I'm super excited. Yeah, even on one land. Yeah. All right. So our six is a Bayou, a Mana Confluence, Command Tower, Taiga, Ranger Captain, Dark Ritual, and Dothy Voidwalker. I think this one's another trap, but it's on a six, so I'm starting to consider. I'm starting to consider it. It's a turn one Dothy Voidwalker. 
Is that something? Turn one Belty Voidwalker is actually not bad, uh, considering that this is the time where people will be utilizing generic tutors. So the Douthy Voidwalker can just be like, oh, hey, I like that Imperial Seal. On a six. It's currently on a six right now. So if we kept it, we put a land back. Is that good enough? I think if this were a if this were a mold of five, I would probably say, you know what, this is going to be good enough at six. I want to see something that can impact a little bit more than just a Douthy Point Walker. I agree. Yeah. yeah. On its own, your turn two is diddly squat. Yep. And then you still have to figure out like what your turn three is going to be. And that's so, so not where you want to be. So yeah. I feel that. Let's go to five. Going to five. All right. This hand is Lotus Petal. Gemstone Caverns, this freaking Ranger Captain of Eos, Dark Ritual, who shuffled this? <laughs> Demonic Tutor, <laughs> Worldly Tutor, and Culling Ritual. So are we on the play or on the draw? Do we know what turn oh, we're, we're talk We're about definitely that? not on the play. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to give ourselves a little bit of leniency. So, but if we use the gemstones, we're not going to have much of anything. No, this will five. be a mold of three, basically, with a gemstone in hand. I think we're keeping this on a five. The ability I, to- I do think I keep this on a five. Yeah, but exactly what the keep is, I'm not sure. I think we're dark ritualing into demonic tutoring for something. What's your initial thoughts? Okay, so I can tell you what I'm keeping immediately. I am keeping the Lotus Petal. I am keeping the Mnemonic Tutor. I am keeping the Dark Rit. And then I believe we kind of have to keep the Gemstone. I think we keep the Gemstone and don't pitch something. I feel like we're not pitching something to it, I think it, we keep right? the Gemstone, we don't pitch something, and we keep calling Ritual and say, if there's a Lord... This is how I'll get out of it by drawing a green source and casting culling ritual. <laughs> and if we do want to actually utilize the gemstone for colored mana, we do have, well, I don't think we would, I actually don't think we would utilize that. <laughs> what is the fifth pick? It's definitely Lotus Petal, Gemstone Caverns, Dark Ritual, Demonic Tutor. Hold up. If you, if you do pitch something with Gemstone Caverns, that is a turn one Timna. With the Lotus Petal, you can use the Dark Ritual to turn one Timna. And then from there, you can also just kind of see if it can get you somewhere. So from there, we'll have Timna in play and maybe only you, Demonic Tutor in hand. Maybe you don't keep... Maybe you pitch the tutor and you actually keep the worldly tutor because then you can worldly tutor for another creature, like another mana dork if you don't draw another land or something. And then that way you have another creature that will be able to draw with Timna. And then that's your plan is that you just try to do that. You don't have a way to cast the worldly tutor if you use the yeah, you lotus do, petal on no, the No, your dark gemstone ritual? caverns had pitched oh, the demonic. Okay. You had to pitch something so that gemstone could make you your white mana for Timna, and now you can use it for your worldly tutor here. Okay. So we're keeping lotus petal, gemstone caverns, dark ritual, worldly tutor, and uh, ranger captain of Eos, and then we're pitching ranger captain to the gemstone. Yeah. Right. Because we want the Royal Tutor and Culling Ritual still in our deck. Or you could even keep the Demonic Tutor, and then while everyone's still mulliganing, then you can decide, do I pitch the Demonic Tutor? Because I think I, I don't need... I'm not going to have the mana for this, or do I pitch the worldly tutor because I think I'm going to draw a land or something else that's going to make me more mana. Yeah, this this hand is very, very difficult to navigate. It offers a couple different play lines, but both of them are very equally dangerous. And it's not a hand that I would be super happy, but this is not a deck I really want to go to four with. But I will say this is probably the most interesting hand we've ever talked about on the channel. I will say that. I think this is a good hand. I think this is either way, turn one Timna, turn two Tutor. 
I'm happy with that. Even if I have nothing else in my hand at the end of that. Yeah. Himna in board on, on board on turn one and then any other spell into my uh, hand by turn two, depending on what goes on. There's a lot worse Mold of Fives you could have, actually. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Even if it's just like Timna into Worldly Tutor to like Dranith Magistrate or something like that, if you're in the right turn order or something, I, I think this hand is good. On a five, yeah. this is great. Yeah, turn turn one Timna is usually pretty good. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, do and do another hand. New, Fresh seven. New let's game. Do, should we figure out where we are in turn order? This time, let's play first. And also, what's the pod looking like? Yeah, good that's, question. that's very important. Um. All right, let's each pick a deck. First of all, I'm going to say uh, Gitrog Monster. Shit, I was going to say Gitrog Monster. Were you really? <laughs> I'm going to say Yargolin Wultani. No, 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 no. no. Uh, I'm going to say Blue Farm. There'll probably be a Blue Farm player there. Yeah. Blue Farm's right. going third. And then what's the fourth deck? Gitrog's going second. Let's say Five Colors to Say. Five Colors, Ooh, five to, colors say. to Say. And we're nice. going first. Okay. okay. What's our first hand here? All right. So our first hand is Lotus Petal, Command Tower. The One Ring. I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> Esper Sentinel. Keep talking. Keep talking. Keep talking. Keep talking. Yeah. Diabolic Tutor, Dothy Voidwalker, and Opposition Agent. On the play, Command Tower Esper Sentinel. I don't know about you. And Love's Pedal, too. Yeah, this is this is just a really good hand. <laughs> are we are we doing jazz claps, snaps, yeah. and stuff? Yeah. What, what's your thought process when you see this hand? Thought process is, like, if we're on the play, this is turn one Esper. Oh, what's the draw, too? Oh, we're drawing Dockside. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so it's Command Tower, Lotus Petal, use the Command Tower for Esper Sentinel. That's pretty much the turn one play. Uh, turn two play, depending on uh, depending on how they want to do things, and depending on what we draw, we could go for an early Dockside to go into, uh, to set up for an Opposition Agent play, or we could just set up for Timna. Yeah, or even or or the one ring. We can land a turn to one ring, depending on how many of the, do uh, the Oxide makes. Yeah, this is pretty, even though we don't have the second land, this is still pretty close to a perfect hand. We even have the option for Diabolic Intent. So by turn two, if Dockside makes 100 mana, we can cast Dockside and Diabolic Intent for a win condition. And then just add Nauseam right there. Yeah. We have kind of all the choices in the world. But in the dark, I'm definitely going Command Tower. Lotus Petal. I think I want to get the Lotus Petal out and right now and play the Esper Sentinel just because their Dockside would have to come on this first turn cycle for it to make like worth of the Lotus Petal being on my side of the board. And I think I'm going to crack the Lotus Petal on my second turn. I think. I'm worried about you being able to like play the one ring of it on turn two in this pod because a people are going to probably try to pay for Esper Sentinel if they have Mana Crypt on this turn one cycle here. And you're playing against the Gitrog monsters. So there's a chance they might just be going like mana dork on turn one but still just even like waiting on those treasures a little bit or putting them into like a, a dothy void walker too you know you have all these other advantage pieces in this hand to really help the game go long if it needs to yeah i agree 100 percent. wow that was too easy do you want to do another one yeah let's do another cool all right let's do a different pod different pod all right uh demon you pick a deck first this time deck will be Ooh, let me think about this one maybe something a little bit off the wall but not too far off the wall dehada dehada okay. okay cool yep you, your turn Kinnon, obviously oh Kinnon. If i'm playing okay. a cdh game is a good chance there's a Kinnon at the table dargo thrasios is the final deck and which what turner are we going we're going in third we're third this time yeah we're third, yeah, we're third. We're behind uh, Diada, Kinnon, us, and then Dargothrasios. Correct, yeah. Okay. So this hand is Wooded Foothills, Dranith Magistrate, Vampiric Tutor, Dothy Voidwalker, Beseech the Mirror, Ad Nauseam, and Rite of Flame. Uh, I think this hand is a little bit too slow to keep a 
ad nauseum. I think it has like all of the wrong pieces that I need. We're close. Honestly, if there's another land, this hand is turn two Nas. We could Vampiric Tutor for Dark Ritual, um, but we don't have that second land. So we'd have to draw a land in this one turn and you play 26 lands. I think it's just, it's not very likely that we're going to hit a land drop right now. So I would say we got to shift. Yeah, no, I probably would not keep this hand. Yeah, I can't do it. But it is, it is, it's closer than it seems. I think if we, if just one of those spells is, is a land, I think we can turn to Nas, and that's fine. I think. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no go until then. Second seven. Second seven is Blood Crypt, Gaia's Cradle, Dark Ritual, Vampiric Tutor, Veil of Summer, Worldly Tutor, and Ignoble Hierarch. Let's see. Blood Crypt, Vamp Tutor, Cradle, Ignoble Hierarch, Worldly Tutor. This is actually not that bad. It's not bad, right? What are your first thoughts when you see it? What, what are you thinking? The very first turn cycle does look like a Blood Crypt and then just kind of either hold it for Vamp Tutor going into my turn or uh, just doing it and hope no one decides to oppo or rather hoping that the Hada doesn't decide to oppo. Can I point out what is glaring to me about this hand? There's no green mana. Right. Yeah. So here's my thought, right? Here's my thought. You vampire tutor for death, right? Shaman, right? You can play death, right? Shaman in this deck. You vampire tutor for death, right? Shaman turn two. Blood Crypt for Deathrite Shaman. Guy's Cradle now taps for a green to play Ignoble Hierarch. Okay. Boom, you got your green eye. And now you're going. And then after that, you have Veil of Summer and Worldly Tutor left over with the Dark Ritual. You got to be able to make something out of that with maybe a turn three Timna or something. This hand is not stellar, but with that line, if you're looking to grind, which, what was her pot again? Gitrog Monster? No, that was grind. the other pot. Oh, what was her pot again? Yada, Dargo, Thrasios. Yada, Kinnon, Dargo, Thrasios. I probably could look to grind off of the back of the Kinnon player uh, and hope that they can hold the Dahada at bay. And the Dargo Thrasios is not necessarily the fastest deck. It can be explosive, but it is. it does seem to be a little bit more of a control shell most of the time when I see it played. Well, what do you what do you think about that line? What do you think about Vamp Tutor for Deathrite Shaman to turn on Guy's Cradle for Noble Hark? Is that something or should we go to six? I do think there is merit to it. I probably wouldn't be in love with it because I don't want to fall too far behind the Kinnon or the Dahada if either of them is not uh, it kept in check. So I'd probably look to go to a six. What if I feel solid with that too? What if the Vampiric Tutor was Ragavan instead of Deathrite Shaman? That would also work. Is that any better? Then you get some card advantage along with the potential for more guaranteed mana, maybe. Well, Kinnon's gonna have blockers. Diada probably won't have blockers. Thrasus Dargo will have blockers. Um, but hopefully you can get in at Diada, maybe. For turn two Kinnon? Or Timna, whatever the Turn fuck to, your yeah, commander Timna is. is. Your commander. <laughs> is that any better? Or should we still go to six? Steven, your call. I do think it'd probably be better to, to go to six in this case. All right, let's take a look at a six. Oh, God. It's, uh, it's not good. It's not not good here, Demon. I'm going to read this one fast. LED, Swords to Plowshares, Enlightened Tutor, Dranith Magistrate, Ranger Captain of Aos, Culling the Weak, and Ragavan. No mana sources that can do anything. We're just going to ship it right away. All right. That's unfortunate. Here's another five. We have a... Wait a minute. Wow. What, do we, what do we got here? Okay. Whoa, okay. What do we got here? We have a Plateau, a Scrubland, City of Brass, Soul Ring, Diabolic Intent, Ad Nauseum, and Endurance. Immediately, I'm looking to keep this hand. I am look to pitch the Endurance and then probably the Plateau and look to 
run on the Soul Ring City and Scrubland, go into turn two Tinda, and then potentially even turn three Adnaz. Yep, that's exactly what I would do. It kept the exact same way. Scrubland, City of Brass, Soul Ring, Diabolic Intent, Ad Nauseam. You keep that. Turn one, Soul Ring. Turn two, Timna. Turn three, you can either Diabolic Intent for a way to protect your Ad Nauseam or just straight up Ad Nauseam, depending on what you draw. Um, and if not doing those things, you have the ability to threaten those things. So yeah, this hand is a great five. This is like, this is an awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a strange seven because it doesn't have a ton going on, but for a five, it's a great five. Perfect. Yeah. It's like fantastic. I might even I might even throw my hat in the ring to say I would just keep all three lands. I was thinking Sol that too. Ring and Adnaz and just that way I'm guaranteed to have ad nauseum in case Timna doesn't draw me into a card. But also like I can sacrifice Timna for diabolic intent for a way to be able to ad nause as well. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. I think both of them are really good, but maybe the diabolic intent, I think you guys might be right. I think that might actually be better to keep instead. And especially with the Timna. So on turn two, the after the Timna on turn three, you'll draw a card and the Timna, you'll have only Two draws there plus two more. So you have four total draws to find a third land if you put the plateau to the but bottom. But honestly, there's plus so many. There's two blue decks in this pod that are trying to stop a Dayata. So you might as well ride the back of the fact that you're not going to add Nods till turn four, turn five, even maybe. And just yeah. like wait for your window, get your mana sources out, get your Timna going a little bit. You'll find other creatures to play and help you grind further too. So one of the biggest strengths of this deck is how many people just look at it and say, okay, Blood Pod. I don't really have to worry about this deck. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's probably a good point. And a lot of them in like game one probably don't expect Adnaz either. And then I just drop a turn three Adnaz with protection and they're like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. would you final verdict? Do you put back the diabolic intent and keep the third land, or do you put back the plateau and keep the diabolic intent? The answer to that question really depends on do I draw another uh do I end up drawing another source or do I just look to cast Tana to see if I can start drawing more off of Tim now. Yeah, that depends. We don't know that information right now. I think we only keep two lands. I think we risk it. I do think we ship the plateau because shipping the plateau, the city of brass scrubland soul ring. If we do turn to Timna, we can swing in with Timna. Soul ring, uh, soul ring scrubland, diabolic intent, find find dockside, use the city of brass with the one remaining, and just cast the dockside and then go for Adenos there. Yeah, we have four draws and we'll have 24 lands in the deck, and there will be not at a 93 or something. Three lands, this three lands. This yeah. pod is very artifact heavy, so dockside is going to get a, a lot of value. Yeah, that's 24 a good lands. point. Yeah. Uh, technically 23 because we're bottoming plateau. We're not going to draw a plateau. Oh, but if we shuffle, uh, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, either way, I'm risking it. I want the tutor. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think the tutor's the way to go, too. Cool. So that was three pods that we did. Cool. Some test dance for. Demon, that was great. Is there anything else that you want to say about this deck before we go? When putting this deck together, the question that I wanted to answer is how do I make Tana viable? And the answer that I ended up arriving at was. Let's go faster. I love it. Yeah. When you can't have a rog rack in your command zone, let's make our own grindier rog rack. And it's working out great. Cool. Is there anything else that you want to say before we do our outro stuff? Once again, shout out the PDX CDH Discord. I've learned a lot from them. They've given, they've supported me a lot and helped me grow as a CDH player myself. And then I also want to say thank you guys for doing what you do and making cdh fun for fun for viewing and just 
you know, just being genuinely cool dudes. Thank you. Thank I, you. I appreciate that, Demon. That means a lot. And we really appreciate your support, too. This has been a blast. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for watching. If you'd like to support us directly or be on your very own episode like Demon of Risegrids did here, you can do that on Patreon at our $100 tier like our $100 patrons. Mark Cirillo, Alan Button, lowercase. She doesn't even go here. SoCal Acura, Stormageddon, Luke Cook, AJ Wasabi. Sorry, oh, sorry, buddy. Demon of Rosgrees, Uncle Butts, Kawaja A. Hamid, Lauren Connell, and Baby G Bus. If you'd like to pick up any of our merch, you can do that at playtowinmtg.com. Humongous shout out to Dragon Shield. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Make sure you use our affiliate link down below and code playtowin5 to get 5% off your order there, too. You can follow us on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram for more content. Thanks for watching and or listening. See you next time. Or listening. The $50 patrons, Brian Barrington, Zachary Colson, Alex Musselman, Tyler H, X Tyler the Tree X, Mallcraft, Driving Crooner, Jabaha, Dalton Poteet, Kadanis, Hobo Ghost, Mitchell Shepard, Justin, Man Solo, Pedro, Jacob Depp, Michael Ballou, Jan Wildfang, Thomas Bueno, and David Nelson. Right, ready to go? Hello, hello. Whoa, I peaked. Hello, yeah. hello. Don't talk like this. Talk like this. Talk like this. This is how you'll talk? Yeah, I'm going to make sure that our microphones aren't facing the same direction. And then I'll be talking like this around here. Okay. Everybody oh. ready? Are you all set? God, I'm so nervous on this. <laughs> You're good. Don't worry it's about the, it. It's the very end. I'm super nervous. <laughs> oh, that's going in the outtakes. Mm.